What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to Ram Showcase tonight. The playoff race gets a little bit more clear, but a little bit more scary. Plus, Rams fans enter Week 17 howling at the moon. And later, the LA Rams look to make it eight straight against the Cardinals and punch their ticket to the dance. We preview Cards at Rams, next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and we are laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show. A lot of stuff to get into. Uh, we are talking Rams quarterback situation. We're talking, of course, playoff situation, playoff clinching scenarios. There's quite a few of them this time. The Rams have not been able to get it done, but we're talking about it. And then, of course, uh, Cardinals and Rams, last game of the regular season. Uh, we are done with 2020. Just uh, we're, uh, we're This game's on the other side. This game's in 2021. Maybe it'll be amazing because, you know what, 2020 is ending rough <laughs> for the L.A. Rams. It's not going so well. So we're going to get into this stuff. Uh, we got, like I said, I, we got quite a bit to get into. So we're going to hop right on into it. So I first, I wanted to just mention this because I thought it was really cool. I love when uh, when our guys go go out and go, go do some cool things. So I wanted to start with this news. Just a quick little, I guess a little shout out almost. Uh, the Rams director of college scouting, Brad Holmes, uh, he is interviewing for a couple of spots. He's getting noticed. He's got eyeballs on him, which uh, rightfully so. Dude's done a good job uh, picking some, uh, helping the Rams pick some amazing college talent, uh, bringing them uh, into L.A. So he is uh, interviewing, has interviewed, is, inter- is interviewing. I don't know which uh, if when these interviews are scheduled. Either way, he will or will have uh, sat, sit down with uh, the the brass of the Lions and Falcons to interview for their open GM positions, being a general manager. So I think that would be really cool. I think, uh, you know, Holmes have been been part of the Rams for quite some time. He's brought in, he's been part of bringing in quite a bit of talent to the LA Rams. So, hey man, good luck to you. And I like to think that he's been here long enough that we kind of know, we know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, we know, we know the kind of style that he's running. So he's the director of college scouting. So maybe... Maybe he's been here for some time. Maybe we got somebody waiting in the wings. You know what I mean? So some people like to, uh, they like to see that guys are getting jobs and then they're like, well, it's over. All the good stuff's over. It's gone now. We thought that same thing when we lost Wade Phillips. And I think we're doing okay on that front there on the defensive side of the football. So, hey, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes it's good for, for everybody. So, hey, man, Brad. If you're out there listening to me like you probably always do every single week, like everybody always should, uh, then, uh, hey man, good luck to you from Ram Showcase, from everybody here at Ram Showcase, which is uh, myself, Sheriff Joe Bags, Reggie, and Mike. That's all. Let's get it into, we need to talk about quarterbacks, all right? We have to talk about the LA Rams quarterbacks. So, first, I'm going to start. Uh, we all know the situation. If Unless you guys have been living under a rock, you guys know 
that quarterback John Wolford is getting the start this Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. First career start. And not only is it his first career start, but this is basically a playoff game for the L.A. Rams. The Rams need to win this game. We won't know if the Packers are doing their job. Okay, we're probably there's probably going to be a scoreboard up or something like that. But we're not going to know by the time our game starts because that game was moved from the early games to the afternoon games. We would have known if the Packers won and if we needed to win or not. Uh, That's not going to be the case anymore. Both games are happening at the same time. So the Rams do need to win this game. It is basically a playoff game. If the Rams don't win this game, we can't just rely on the Packers to beat the Bears. Uh, we'll get into the scenarios and everything later on, but we can't just rely on the Packers to beat the Bears for if we want the LA Rams to be in the playoffs. So if the LA Rams really want to do this thing, we got to win the game. All right, got to win the game. We've needed to just win one game for the last couple of weeks and haven't been able to get that done. So you know what, John Wolford, uh, some of you guys might know that name. We'll talk about his uh, history, <laughs> but John Wolford, First career start. This is against the the Cardinals, of course. Uh, he has never thrown a pass in an NFL game, in an NFL regular season game. He has participated in preseason games, but not regular season games. Uh, so this is, like I said, it's basically a playoff game for the Rams, and it's his first career start. That's a lot of pressure to put on, on the Wolf over here, John Wolford, but I think I feel pretty good. All right, so uh, this is uh, Jared Goff's first time missing a game in his entire career due to injury. So, hey, congrats on Jared Goff. And not only is it his first game missing for injury, but he probably shouldn't have finished the game last week. But he's like a total, you know, badass and and just popped his thumb and and just kept playing, uh, which I think uh, he's tough. I think we all know that he's tough. I don't think anybody's questioning his toughness. I've seen... Rams fans comment is like, why is why are people saying he's not tough? I've not seen anybody say that he's not tough. I think we know he's tough, right? From that first time he got wrecked by Richard Sherman up in Seattle, I think it was that his rookie year. Yeah, it was his rookie year because I remember we got the white horns uh, with the gray mask at the at the time. Don't ask me why I remember that detail of that, but he got wrecked by Richard Sherman, and it was kind of one of those of like, okay, we got ourselves a player, and then he ran in a touchdown against the Falcons. I want to say it was the next year. Maybe it was that. No, I don't actually know. So, uh, but he had a touchdown against the Falcons as he gets into the end zone, gets wrecked as well, just hops right up. And he's, you know, it's either way. It's his first game missing to, due to injury. And that's super unfortunate timing. But hey, what are you going to do about it? I've been told, though, based on some of my comments, just about John Wolford not having played in the NFL yet uh, in a regular season game is I've, I've, I've been told, hey, stop sleeping on Wolford. Stop sleeping on Wolford. I don't think I am. Okay. I like John Wolford. I liked him as an Arizona hotshot. All right. I, I, when we signed him, it was like, Hey, not, not a bad backup pick, you know, not a bad pickup for a backup quarterback. I like it. Uh, but my question back, uh, cause, uh, why, why am I sleeping on John Wolford? Why are you guys so awake on John Wolford? Dude has never thrown an NFL pass. I'm not trying to down the guy, but why is everybody just like, yep, this is going to be great. No question. This is perfect. <laughs> like, I don't, I guess I don't understand that aspect of it. I've got high hopes and I believe in John Wolford, especially after seeing what the other players and coaches have been saying about this guy all week. Now I feel even better. You know, we got people coming out here like dude's a playmaker. Sean McVay's like, like if you guys think, if you guys don't like him, then there's something wrong with you kind of thing. So because of the, some of the comments that coaches and players have made, I feel even better. But also, why are you guys so awake on Wolford? And why are you guys so just confident this is 100% the, the next big thing? And I've even seen the whole, like, this is a, the next Kurt Warner story. 
rein it in, guys. Can we stop putting so much pressure on everybody that comes in? It's not every left tackle is the next Orlando Pace. Not every quarterback is the next Kurt Warner, all right? We just need to, to rein that in. Maybe he's just the first John Wolford, all right? He's the wolf. Ow! All right, he is the wolf. Let's do this thing. All right, so in college, played at Wake Forest, almost 60% completion percentage. Uh, almost 8,800 passing yards, 59 touchdowns to 41 interceptions, over 1,100 rushing yards, and 19 rushing touchdowns. Dude is not afraid to take off and run for it in the AAF, which is a league I hold dearly to my heart. Uh, go Fleet. Come on, Fleet. That was my team. Uh, 63.4% uh, completion percentage in the AAF. 1,616 passing yards, 14 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. That 14 touchdowns led the AAF before it crumbled before our eyes. 160 rushing yards and 1 rushing touchdown for John Wolford. You guys are seeing uh, some of these highlights on your screen right now. Uh, John Wolford, man, in the AAF as the hot shots. He was killing it out there. Hot shots were easily the best team in the AAF. Probably would have taken it if they would have finished a single season but uh Wolford you know he plays with a lot of confidence all right that's the one thing that you can even go back and see his college stuff he plays with so much confidence and he is mobile enough to buy buy plenty of time and uh, he makes guys miss in the backfield which is an amazing talent uh something that we don't necessarily see from Goff uh, but he also keeps his eyes downfield so he can buy that time and he keeps his eyes downfield and he makes the throws you know what I mean so he's he's not only shaking people but then he sees somebody in and darts it to him, man. So, I mean, this guy, uh, I would say the only downside of John Wolford is sometimes when somebody's like coming open, I think he gets a little excited and sometimes he'll sail one or throw it up the feet. But it's not that often. And uh, to to be a knock on John Wolford, it, that's a, that, I almost had to like find something. I, maybe he's a little small. Maybe he takes a lot of risks. Maybe he takes some big hits sometimes. It's it's difficult, though, to find issues with John Wolford. I think he's a good player. Good player. I know that the Rams did pick up another quarterback. We'll talk about that later. But I like Wolford, and I'm not I'm not terrified about this game. I'm just a little iffy, I guess, because I, I, I think where I'm at is I think he's got all the talent to get this done. The situation is rough. You know, uh, Jared Goff has never missed a game, so we haven't had needed backup quarterbacks. This is the first time in Jared Goff's career uh, since he started that the backup quarterback was a, even a relevant position. And I've talked about that on the show plenty of times in the past that, that the Rams quarterback backup quarterback position was just not relevant because Jared Goff just doesn't miss time one time now. And it's a huge game because win and you're in losing, you're probably not, maybe not in, I don't want to say probably not because Packers are much better than the bears, but either way, that's, I mean, that's, that's a tight little window to hit there. Uh, so, uh, we just need to win this game. And honestly, uh, John Wolford watching him play and knowing Sean McVay, this could be a very nice match. Uh, John Wolford kind of, he might fit the offensive scheme of the Rams under Sean McVay really, really well. He might fall flat. He might fall completely on his face and do a terrible job. Um, there's only one way to find out, and that is to unleash the wolf. Ow! All right. Uh, so that that kind of leads me to Jared Goff, and we need to talk about Jared Goff a little bit because it's a huge conversation going on right now. And I, it wouldn't be right if I just blew it off entirely, okay? And I'm a Jared Goff supporter, okay? Uh, I will always be a Jared Goff supporter as he is the Rams quarterback. While he is here as the Rams quarterback, he's got all of my support, just like Todd Gurley did. He doesn't anymore because A, he left and started bashing us. 
but you know, oh, well, that's really the only reason. <laughs> there's a, there's not a B. There's a B is he left and started bashing us. Okay, and I don't, I'm not about that life. So Jared Goff, I mean, obviously he's out this week. I will always support him as uh, he's here. I will defend Jared Goff, and that is literally the reason I defend Jared Goff all the time is because he is the Rams quarterback. Okay, I realize some people didn't want him. That's your issue, I guess. Uh, whatever you need to do with that, but. Uh, I'll defend Jared Goff, um, and you know what? When the next quarterback comes in, maybe it's John Wolfer, maybe it's somebody else, I'll support them and defend them exactly the same because it's not, to me, it's not about uh, whether or not I wanted somebody. If there's, maybe there's a quarterback that I want a lot and the Rams go with somebody else, I'm not going to just sit here and, and point at the other guy that we do have and be like, I, well, I didn't even want him. Man, this guy sucks. I don't understand that mindset at all, actually. I, it does not make any sense to me. Um, so even if I did want somebody else, there's no way I would bash the person that the Rams did get. I did want Jared Goff, but if it would have been Wentz, I would be sitting here saying, Wentz is the man. That's just the way it is, all right? So uh, and winning, winning is a lot more fun. It's so much more fun as a fan when your team is winning games. But losing isn't going to make me not a Rams fan. So I hate to say it ultimately doesn't necessarily matter to me, but at the same time, because I get this all the time, I'm like, I've gotten the response of, well, I guess you're okay with mediocrity. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> what do you want me to do about the Rams losing to Seattle on Sunday? Me, myself, what would you like me to do? I'm, I'm okay with mediocrity. I don't play the game. I sit here and talk about you. I live in Colorado, guys. <laughs> like, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe not. I have no, I don't think I am. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't believe I am at all. I think people are a little bit too crazy. And I don't understand why we can't just support our guys. Uh, but either way, that being said, all of that being said, we really need to discuss uh, the possibility, the real possibility, that we might be witnessing the roughly final 20 starts of Jared Goff as the LA Rams quarterback. We have to have that conversation because it is a real possibility. It's something that might happen. So uh, this really only works out in a trade. Otherwise, the Rams really just we don't save any money to cut him until about 2023. So he's here for a while, in my opinion. On the same token, though, uh, the Rams have shown that they are not scared to move on from somebody it, and eat that cap if they feel like they, that keeping them on the roster just does them no good on the football field itself. It's not about the pocketbook at that point. It's about what can you do on the field if you can't really help there. They'll eat that money, and I'm talking about Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks there. Uh, Jared Goff, however, he's the Rams quarterback, all right? Uh, there's a very little signs that point to the Rams being able to draft a quarterback who could basically be a plug-and-play, a day-one starter, and just come in and replace Jared Goff. Uh, so that 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 makes it difficult. So could that mean a possible trade? Les Snead is the guy who traded a starting quarterback, Sam Bradford, for starting quarterback Nick Foles. Les Snead is the one that, that, that was participating in that trade so is that possible I mean maybe could it be Darnold could it be Mayfield could it be Minshew could it be Winston could it be Mariota there are options out there of guys who have talent that might be able to fit in the Sean McVay system that's up for him to decide not us we can break down if a Minshew a Winston a Mariota a Mayfield a Darnold will fit into this offense but ultimately that's going to be a, uh, a Sean McVay decision and I think that he would make the right decision he's a he's a smart football guy and he sees things differently than we do and I think that he would get the right guy for his system and we do have to remember that Jared Goff is not Sean McVay's pick that was a Jeff Fisher pick that Sean McVay inherited part of why he wanted to come to the Rams is because Jared Goff was here that's at least what I've heard. Uh, so I, I mean, I didn't have that conversation with Sean McVay. Uh, but either way, 
All of that being said, again, Jared Goff is still one of the best quarterbacks that the Rams have ever had. Statistics and his record defends that. Okay, and you guys can sit here and say that, like, no, no, he's not. We've had uh, Bolger was better. Uh, Bolger was probably better, but Bolger was also one of the better Rams quarterbacks that, that we've ever had. This is a very long history, and we've had some pretty good quarterbacks. Jared Goff is up there. I mean, he's what fourth all time in passing yards, fifth all time in touchdown passes. He's up there, and he hasn't been. He hasn't played very long. He was a first round 2016 pick. That was not that long ago. All right, he is on his second contract, but he hasn't been here long. All right, uh, is this a rough patch? Maybe. Maybe this is just who he is. Maybe there's an argument to be made that Jared Goff just isn't very good at football. Maybe there's an argument to be made that maybe we've seen him play really, really well. And this is just a little bit of a rough patch. Maybe he's just lacking some confidence and that's becoming a problem. Uh, But we've seen him play really well. So is this him now? I can't say. We, 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 this might be Jared Goff today. This, this, the the Jared Goff that we've seen the last couple weeks might just be Jared Goff. But we've also seen this guy take this team to a Super Bowl. Whether or not that was in an offense that was very explosive with a very talented running back at the time. And uh, a new offense that I guess the league maybe didn't fully grasp yet, but he still took this team to a Super Bowl and was clutch AF in that NFC Championship game. There's an argument to be made on both sides, though, that this is just who he is now and that he may not be very good. But there's also the argument to be made that this is just a rough patch and he's going to be fine. Absolutely, there's an argument for that. Either way, though. I don't see any other fan base in the NFL that is this divided on their starting quarterback. And I just think that sucks. That's all. All right. We're going to move on to the standings now. Uh, the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks are 11-4. and They're 3-2 and in the division. They clinched the NFC West last week. They can still get the number one seed, so you know they will be playing the heck out of those 49ers. Number two is the LA Rams, 9-6. and They are 2-3 and in the division. Clinched the playoffs with a win or a Bears loss to the Packers on Sunday. The Arizona Cardinals are 8-7, and 2-3 and in the division. Clinched the playoffs with a win. Uh, the seeding does depend on the Bears if they were to win uh, the Bears uh, bears in with the Rams winning, so there's that that kind of shifts uh, some of the some of the seeding there. And the 49ers, a six and nine, three and two in the division, and currently sit in the 15th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. So uh, obviously we've got uh, the the Seahawks will be playing the 49ers, the Rams will be taking on the Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of there's a lot at stake here. So if the Cardinals win, they are in the playoffs. If the Rams win, they are in the playoffs. But if the Rams lose, they could still be in the playoffs. Arizona could be in the playoffs. And then that would mean the Bears could make the... If the Bears lose, then Arizona and the Rams are in the playoffs if they're if the Arizona Cardinals win. Did you follow that? <laughs> We're doing our best over here. So uh, that's the NFC West standing. Let's take a look at the playoff race. The Green Bay Packers at first in that first seed, they clinched the first seed with a win. So you know they'll be playing the heck out of them Bears. Which uh, we want them to do that. We want uh, the, the we want the Packers to play the crap out of the Bears, and the Packers are playing really, really good football right now. So I wouldn't be sad to see them as a the one seed. So we'll, at least if the Rams were to make the playoffs, we could avoid playing at Green Bay this upcoming weekend, uh, the next weekend. New Orleans Saints at number two, and the Seattle Seahawks at number three. Both are eleven and four. They are both still in the running for the number one seed. Washington football team is six and nine. They play the Philadelphia Eagles. They are they win and they are in. And that is a Sunday night football game. I'm still a little bit bitter that it's not the Rams and Cardinals, considering 
that's a playoff game. Win and you're in. Um, you know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously, we know the situation that the Rams can lose and still make it, but it's win and in. Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at 10 and 5. They play the Atlanta Falcons. They could drop to the sixth seed if the Rams win. Win and in for the LA Rams at 9 and 6. It's against the Arizona Cardinals. The Chicago Bears currently sit in that final seed at number 7, 8, and 7. Uh, they win an in or an Arizona loss and the Bears are in and the Arizona Cardinals are the one team on the outside looking in at eight and seven. They too take on the L.A. Rams. So uh, the Rams, Bears and Cardinals are battling for the final two seeds, basically the final two openings, I should say, uh, because the Rams can make it to the five seeds. So it doesn't technically uh, it doesn't technically mean that the, the it's the final two seeds there. But uh, the NFC East is going to NFC East, so I mean we gotta we gotta take that into consideration. So a five seed does not look too bad right now, uh, but either way, it looks like these teams will be uh, it'll be at at New or-, or yeah at New Orleans at Seattle or potentially at Washington. Of course, uh, Washington does not clinch uh, if they lose and the Giants win, then the Giants are in it what six and ten which would be so cool <laughs> i would love it honestly uh and then you have uh if uh who is the other the dallas cowboys if if washington loses and the cowboys win then the cowboys are in and would host a playoff game uh but the rams can get the number five seed if the rams win and the bucks lose we do know the bucks play the atlanta falcons we'll see what happens there and that would mean that we play at washington based on current seeding that doesn't mean that that's locked in uh, Rams get the sixth seed if the Rams win and Tampa Bay wins or loses or LA ties. Currently, that would mean the Rams would go to Seattle and the seventh seed if the Rams lose, but Chicago loses or ties. And then that would send the Rams down to New Orleans, which honestly is my favorite out of division rivalry for the Rams right now. I think it's awesome. And then the Rams are out of the playoffs if the Rams lose and the Chicago Bears win. Both of those things need to happen. Let's take a look at some transactions before we get into the game preview here. The Rams did sign quarterback Blake Bortles off the Denver Broncos practice squad. Blake Bortles is back, did spend all of last season as the Rams backup quarterback, did not throw a pass. Uh, actually, what was it? I, I know Johnny Hecker had more passes than than Blake Bortles did last year uh, for the Rams, so, so that's cool stuff. Uh, let's see here. I lost my spot. Uh, Rams do place wide receiver Cooper Cup on the COVID IR list. It was not supposed to be public information. Uh, it's actually in the policy that we're not supposed to know if they tested positive or just were in close contact. Ian Rappaport did tweet that uh, Cooper Cup did test positive for COVID-19. Lucky for us, he is a young, very athletic human being, so I think he'll be okay. I can't guarantee that, obviously, but I do believe he will be okay. And the Rams did also activate linebacker Micah Kaiser off of IR. We also do know that Andrew Whitworth returning to practice. He has now, the Rams now have 21 days to put him on the active roster, uh, but he is back at practice off of IR with that injury that he had. So uh, that does it for your first half, though. It's time to get into the game preview. Welcome back. All right. So we do have the LA Rams at nine and six hosting the eight and seven Arizona Cardinals. This game kicks off at 125 LA time on CBS. Jim Nance and Tony Romo are on the call. Pretty large area for you guys uh, to check this game out. I feel sad because I am in Colorado, which means the Denver Broncos will be shown. They are playing on the same channel at the same time. The same bad channel, same bad time. So it's unfortunate uh, that I will not be able to uh, just catch this one on the regular rabbit ears. But hey, we've all got our ways to watch games, don't we? 
So we got that. Uh, let's take a look some notes on this game. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, obviously we've we've kind of covered him pretty pretty heavy this uh, this week. Uh, but Jared Goff had uh, successful thumb surgery. Will one hundred percent miss Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, running back Daryl Henderson is headed to IR. Running back Cam Akers might be available this week. It looks like he would uh, be a backup, though, behind Malcolm Brown. Xavier Jones and or Raymond Calais could suit up in this one. It looks like Xavier Jones would be maybe ahead of Raymond in that regard. Andrew Whitworth returned to practice. Rams have 21 days to put him back onto the active roster right now, though Joseph Noteboom still doing a fine job, but I think that... Uh, I think that the the original shakeup there on the offensive line is not necessarily working out anymore as well as it was. Jared Goff was uh, definitely under some pressure there. So Bryce Perkins, who is number five, he is going to get pulled up, uh, but it looks like Blake Bortles will serve as the backup. He is on the active roster from the Broncos practice squad. So uh, it looked like originally Bryce Perkins was going to back up John Wolford, but it looks now like Blake Bortles. He is going to uh, get that nod there. So uh, let's see. Uh, the Cardinals are four and three on the road this year, and the Rams are five and two at home. Those two losses to the San Francisco 49ers as well as the New York Jets. It's unfortunate that Jets loss. Uh, that is actually why my profile picture is different this week. I was hoping that the gentleman Paul would forget. He did not. So uh, now I've got this profile picture that says Jets rule, Rams stink, and I have to live with that for a week. And I hate it with my whole heart. So whatever winner does make the playoffs in this game loser may not if the cardinals lose they're not in and uh if uh the cardinals cardinals are in with a win rams are in with a win or a bears loss the cardinals being coy with murray honestly uh he may not play in this game he was injured on the last play in week 16 let me just pull up my fan case so i have those ready for you guys uh, when the, the time comes uh but either way that's a interesting one uh that's you know it's unfortunate because well, I mean, for so many reasons, uh, but it's, we know, like, we we let it out to the world real soon, like, hey, Goff's not in, all right, we're playing the Wolf, and <laughs> the Cardinals taking a very different approach of, like, it was like, hey, is Kyler Murray playing? And Cliff Kingsbury's out there like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> like, and we're sitting here like, dude, we we told you, just be just be real, but maybe, maybe they don't know, maybe they don't know. All right, let's take a look at the matchup on this one, we'll start with the Rams offense, uh, still a top 10 offense. And the Cardinals defense not looking too good. They are below average, but pretty strong against the pass. But so are the Rams. Uh, but that's been with Jared Goff all season. So we'll see what happens there. Top 10 uh, in the run game. Cardinals do have a pretty tough time stopping the run. 23rd. Rams are putting up almost 24 points a game. And the Cardinals are giving up almost 24 points a game. So if the Rams put up 24 points in this game, that would not really surprise that many people. I'm guessing because, um, yeah, that's just the way numbers work. And it is a little bit different, though, uh, with no Hendo, with no Goff. This offense is going to look a little bit different. I'm really curious to see who the team pushes and who the team really, you know, goes. And, and no Cup either, I put most likely, I would say. I, I don't know that 100%. I, I don't think he's been ruled out officially, uh, but probably no Cooper Cup. So, I mean, th those are... You're, you're down Hendo, Cup, and Goff. I mean, that's a big part of your offense there. So is Wolf, Jefferson, and, you know, Akers, if he's back, and Brown, I, I, are, is that a good enough replacement? That's what we will find out. Uh, my best matchup in this one is going to be John Wolford versus that Cardinals pass defense, which is a top 10 unit. Uh, so there's literally zero tape on Wolf, though. There's, there's, there's zero career passes for him in the NFL, 
And so that makes the game planning against him very difficult. And Vance Joseph has trouble with that. So uh, that's that's good news. And it also it just it it warms my my black little heart that that pumps that sludge, that black sludge through my veins. It uh, it warms that uh, to know that Vance Joseph has to sit down and watch AAF tapes this week to try to get some tendencies from John Wolford. That just it really just it's, it's good for the soul, you know, to know that information. It's just good for the soul. Wolford was actually the best quarterback in the NFL or in the in the AAF. Hopefully, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. That'd be cool, huh? And uh, that combined with no tape makes uh, makes it very difficult to to judge him. But it also makes it very exciting for Rams fans. This is actually one of the one of the situations where we can come into it and say because I've said it before, I've said it plenty of times that it's difficult to game plan against a guy when you just have no tape on him at all. We've seen it plenty of times uh, against the Rams. Uh, but the Rams don't usually miss their quarterback, so now we're on the flip side of that. Uh, but I've said that plenty of times. It is very difficult to game plan when you absolutely have no tape on a guy. You don't know his tendencies. You don't know who he likes to go to. Uh, Van Jefferson might be his favorite target. You know, that's very realistic, considering they're probably practicing second team all week and all, you know, camp in this pandemic season. Uh, they probably have a little bit of a relationship. So Van Jefferson with Cooper Cup might be an out. That might be the key here. That really might be the key here. So we'll see what happens. Let's take a look at the other side of the football. The Rams defense is the number one defense in the NFL still to this day. And the Cardinals, they're doing an awesome job on offense. They are the number two offense, but the Rams, number one still. All right. And against the pass, the Rams are best in the league, giving up just 192 passing yards a game. Uh, The Cardinals... 15th in the league, so pretty pretty middle of the road, but where they do their damage is on the ground game. 146 yards on the ground, that ranks third, and then the Rams ranking third against the run, so that's going to be a real fun battle to watch there. And then you got the Arizona Cardinals putting up almost 27 points a game, but the Rams giving up less than 20, so it really does average out to where this could be like a 24-23 game. If you're just looking at you know statistics and rankings and averages and all that stuff, it kind of comes out to where like we could see a 24-24 overtime game and uh if the Rams tie that doesn't necessarily kill us but uh it's not as awesome as a win I'll tell you that much uh, but either way that's going to be I think this game it, this is a very strong matchup it, especially considering we might be playing what is his name Strevler the Cardinals quarterback if he plays this could be one of the more exciting games of the weekend if it's already not because Strevler, he won the Grey Cup out in Canada, and that guy, I mean, he does like, he was like doing the parade in like this cowboy hat, and he's like partying, he's like yelling at the crowd to get lit and stuff. It was just awesome, you know what I mean? So, uh, Strevler, he's he seems like a pretty cool dude, honestly, uh, but I hope he fails miserably this weekend, uh, because I want to see the Rams in the playoffs. Best matchup I have in this one? You know I had to do it. Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, that's the one. Uh, that is my first note, is obviously. It was cool to see um, Jalen Ramsey versus Metcalf again last week. And, you know, it, it, while it was happening, I didn't necessarily care for it because I was, I was I'm not in a good mood watching that game. Uh, I can always tell, you can always tell, I guess, or anybody who's around me, can always tell how the Rams games went based on how drunk I am. <laughs> like, like in the Super Bowl hammered <laughs> I, was, I was gone that day but uh this these last two weeks been hitting a little a little bit more maybe maybe one or two more than i needed to and nothing too wild but either way i was a little mad when he shook his hand or when when they shook i was like not yet like the game's not even over man uh so i was a little bit mad but at the same time i like thought about it later it was like all right that was really cool that was like a big storyline all year was metcalf versus ramsey 
you know, and, and, and it's cool. It's a, it's an awesome battle. If you look at the head to head, actually, you know what? I actually did get sent this uh, text message. I'm going to, I'm not going to say names or anything like that, but I did get a text. I did see, I'm a terrible responder, by the way, dude. <laughs> so if you see that I'm seeing your, your message here, I did see it like right when you sent it, but I'm so bad at responding. Okay. Uh, terrible with that. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey in coverage versus DK Metcalf of the season, 76 snaps, five targets, one catch. For 11 yards love it absolutely love it and Jalen ramsey going against deandre hopkins d hop this week hopkins had eight catches for 52 yards in the first meeting between these two teams and these are two superstars all right two superstars who both know that their teams need to win this game if they want to make it to the playoffs they both know that and when superstars know that you need to win this game to make it to the playoffs cool things happen all right that aaron donald he's gonna be on this game He's absolutely going to be on this game. Yeah, Aaron Donald, he lives for this stuff. And Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, superstars of the Rams, maybe the only two superstars. I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, either way, two superstars on the defensive side of the football. They know that this game needs to be won if uh, we want to make sure that we can make it to the playoffs. And that's going to be awesome stuff. So to see Jalen Ramsey against DeAndre Hopkins again, it's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. That's good stuff right there. All right, quick history on this game. We do talk about uh, history in division matchups quite a bit. So the Rams do lead the all-time series in this matchup, 44-38-2. The Rams have won the last seven, trying to make it eight, four straight sweeping seasons for uh, the Rams and Cardinals. This is my sweep in motion here. And uh, let's take it into some fan cases before we hop out of here. I knew the show was going to go a little long. I had I was looking at my notes and I was like, this is gonna be a long show. <laughs> like I had so many things to talk about. All right. So uh first one was what happened to my live videos. I still do them pregame, uh, but I, I stopped doing just my driving around the city randomly doing live videos. Uh and that's simply because I started going back to work. The pandemic uh stopped pandemicing me and I went back to work. Alex wants to know, should the Rams bring back Mark Bolger with a laughing face? Uh Josh wants to know, why does God hate the Rams? <laughs> I should, I should have looked more into these before I just started reading all of them. Um, should the Rams bring back Mark Bolter? Yeah, why not? Uh, why does God hate the Rams? Uh, he's from St. Louis. Uh, let's see. Dylan wants to know, if the stimulus check comes early, do I add bacon to my McDouble? You always add bacon to your McDouble. I'm sorry you can't afford that normally. That means you need a new job. John wants to know, why do you, I mean the Rams suck, you suck, all right? Steelers fan, all right? So I don't want to hear it because you guys... You guys were hot all year and then crumble right when it matters. So how about no? All right. Uh, Robert wants to know, will we invest in the interior line in next year's draft? Don't know where we'll be picking yet, man. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully not, actually. I, I think the Rams have some really strong depth on the offensive line already. And I would hate to see high picks that could go to other positions that the Rams might potentially need, such as linebacker. Uh, there could be... Could be some wide receiver spots open. Uh, Josh Reynolds might be out. Uh, I think John Johnson's leaving. So there, there are other positions. I don't think depth is necessarily the issue. Uh, the offensive line, though, I like our offensive line. I think they're really good. We've got, to put it this way, you know, we lost an offensive lineman, Andrew Whitworth, and we have a guy on the bench who I think is a starter still. We lost a guy, a tackle, and we have a tackle on the bench who I think could start on most NFL teams in Bobby Evans. So I think the offensive line is doing fine. We'll see what happens. Lance, if Wolf does a great job better than Goff, do they make him QB1? 
No, not this year. I mean, if he comes in and is it's like absolutely unbelievable, you have to have the conversation. But I don't know, man. I think Goff is just in a little bit of a rough patch. I talked about this earlier. I think he's just in a little bit of a rough spot right now. And I honestly, like, I was talking to one of my friends, my friend Aaron, about this earlier today. Is like, you know what? I like, I think that like Goff may be seeing the game from the sideline once. Uh, just just this week, him seeing the game from the sideline might just give him a different perspective and actually might work out really well for the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm just overly confident. Maybe maybe I'm not. I don't know. But I, I I don't think if Wolford, no matter what happened in this game, Goff comes back and is the starter. It's too difficult to put a guy on your bench who's making that much money. I know I know it's tough, uh, and and maybe maybe the Rams aren't like that. Maybe maybe the Rams eat money uh, to 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 start somebody else. I mean, look at what the Eagles are doing though, and they're under fire. Even though Jalen Hurts came in, I know he had kind of like a rough second half or whatever. But even though like Jalen Hurts comes in and, and plays fine, but the Eagles fans and, and well, not Eagles fans necessarily. Well, Eagles fans, but uh, but but the global fandom of the NFL was bashing them still for making that move. So uh, do you want to be on the receiving end of that? I don't know. I don't necessarily care uh, because if you're winning the game, who cares? Who cares who makes what that's on the field? I don't. I don't care who makes what on the bench. I, it doesn't matter to me, but I don't have to pay it personally. So let's see here. This one comes from Fernando or Fernando. I don't know how you actually pronounce it. I've, I have an uncle who's Fernando, but I've got a friend who's Fernando, so I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, if Mini Wolf has a bad game, who will be blamed for the loss? Jared Goff, obviously, and COVID-19. I did comment. It was like, people blame Goff for the Rams' woes, like people people blame COVID for their terrible lives. <laughs> I liked that comment. Paul, if the Rams miss the playoffs, how much will you look back at that Jets' loss? Ah, oh, dude, too much. Oh my goodness, so much. Because I think the Rams played fine in that game. It was just like a couple of things that really hurt them. And then, honestly, I'd look back more so, I think, to the Dolphins game. Because this is all something we did last year, too. You know, we looked back at week four against the Seahawks. Uh, Greg Zerlines missed field goal to lose by, what was it, two points, I think, that loss was. And uh, we went, we looked all the way back to that after missing the playoffs. You know, we're looking back to week four. So this could be one where we're, we're looking back to Miami. We're looking back to San Fran both times, you know. So either way. Uh, Paul said, I thought we were do a profile picture for that game and we are doing it now. Sad days. Uh, next one from Paul is who is the Rams, the Rams best play. Uh, I ruined that. Who is the best Rams player that was only there for a short time? I really should have thought about this one more. I really should have. I really should have considered this one because it is a difficult answer. Paul, I'm gonna, I'm gonna table that one. I'm gonna table that for next week. Let me actually think about that one and give you a real answer. I don't want to give you some uh, some BS answer. Uh, I mean, because I think guys like Todd Gurley could be in the running for that. I want to know first of all, what is your definition of a short time? Is that like one or two seasons? Is it up to five? Because I feel like five is kind of a lot. Uh, is it? You know, I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one because there's so many guys. There's so many guys that I liked on the Rams that were there for only a short time. You know, I liked Cortland Finnegan a lot. I've got his jersey in my closet. Uh, there's also guys that I think just left too early, like Oshimago Atagwe. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Danny Amendola, I think, left too early. I think we just let him walk too early. But, I mean, injury concerns and stuff. But I, I, I want to know what is your definition of a short time. Is it one or two, three years max, maybe something like that? And then let me really think about that answer, okay? I'm actually going to 
boom, screenshot that right now uh, so that I can come back to that answer because I actually really like that question. Uh, next one here is from Cody. What is your favorite thing fake fans complain about every week? Jared Goff. I, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I guess it's, it's thinking that I have power. Which, I mean... I get it. My presence is intimidating, <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. It's, it's the thinking that fans have the power to win games and lose games. I, we're here to support, I guess, is, is my emotions on that. The Rams can go 0-16 for the next 20 years. I'm still going to be doing Rams showcase. I'm still going to be sitting here rocking my Rams gear, my, my new shirt that I got for Christmas. You know, hope you guys had an awesome Christmas, by the way, BT dubs. And yeah, uh, Isaac just gave me some cheese. That's cool. And uh, David wants to know, is Murray playing? No idea yet, dude. The Cardinals are being super coy on that, and I I genuinely just don't know right now. So we will see. Let me just confirm there's no more. Looks like they're good. So, uh, yeah, we just don't know yet, uh, it's, it, which kind of annoys me a little bit. But whatevs, uh, you know, what are you going to do about it? So uh, this is a long show, longer than normal. We're only about 10 minutes over, so hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys stuck with me. Hopefully you get stuck with me through that quarterback conversation because I know some people, I know like I've got like people in my head that are going to be like, this is stupid, <laughs> which is fine with me. You're allowed to not agree with me. That's totally fine. That's part of, that's part of having your own opinions and your own brain and your own personality and stuff. You don't have to agree with me on everything. We can still be homies though. We can still be homies. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to agree on anything. We still be homies. Hey, if you like to have a good time, joke around, drink some beers and stuff, we could absolutely be homies. 100. All right. Um, but yeah, that's a... Uh, you know, we got a big one this weekend, guys, and I hope if you guys can't get amped for this game, then you guys aren't watching the right sports, or you guys are just, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe baseball's for you. I'm not trying to bash baseball, but it's blatantly less exciting. In fact, the only time that I've ever, like, stood up and actually cheered for a baseball game was, what was it, 2007, the Rockies in the, in the playoff game to get into the playoffs? Ended up getting swept, of course, uh, by the Red Sox in, in the World Series. But that was like the most exciting baseball game I've ever seen. I actually watched it. Uh, it was like it was like two or three years ago. I watched it, and it was still like, oh man, you know, it was one of those. Whatevs. It's cool. All right, but that is uh that is it for me. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. Hopefully you guys are gonna enjoy this weekend, and hopefully you guys have an amazing new year. Uh, we're saying hasta la see ya to 2020. Hopefully everybody is going to turn this around and it's going to be an amazing 2021. So it's, you know, it's going to be good stuff. I'm really excited for it. When I'm excited to get out of 2020, I'm excited to watch this game on Sunday and watch the Rams go into the playoffs. Super pumped for it. Super pumped for it. Uh, we are not only Rams fans this weekend, but we are Packers fans this weekend. Go Pack Go. I, ugh, I didn't even like saying that. Ugh, all right. No, you know what? No, screw that. Screw the Packers because we might have to play them. Either way, down with the Bears. <laughs> go Rams. Down with the Cardinals. Down with the Bears. That's what we'll go with. All right. But make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. Make sure you guys do that. Um, I do apologize, Trent, of Rams Talk. That was sincerely my fault, dude. Okay. Nobody else knows what I'm talking about right now. But Trent reached out to me finally. I was waiting for it. Uh, turns out my phone logged me out of Twitter, and I had no idea. I was like, oh, I'm not getting any notifications. Whatever. I guess you guys is just slow. No one cares or whatever. I logged in, had a billion notifications and a message from Trent. 
Trent, let's do this thing, man. Let's let's uh, do a playoff preview maybe this week uh, or uh, our game preview. Maybe next week we can hop into a playoff preview, man. Just hit me up again. Respond to my message. I did send you one back. Uh, and we can get this thing done, man. We can get a, get a tag team video going. And uh, we can drop some knowledge all over these Rams fans, man. Let's do it. Let's do the thing. All right. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.